So my name's Colleen Duffy. I'm with localsupport.ie. We're based in Ireland. I'm based in Leash, which is in the Midlands of Ireland. But we've people right across Ireland who are part of this and volunteering their time. 8,000 people have signed up uh, to volunteer with the service. And the service that we are providing is basically people who are willing to help to those who are in need of that help at this particular time. Of course, the world knows about COVID-19 and the coronavirus crisis. And um, a lot of people obviously are on lockdown at the moment. A lot of people in quarantine and a lot of people in vulnerable groups and it's those vulnerable groups that we're particularly mindful of during this particular time. So everything from helping people get their groceries to perhaps walking their dog and in some cases we've even helped people source accommodation who are in need of uh, the 14-day quarantine self-isolation period um, which people are advised to do if they've travelled from other countries and a lot of people have travelled over in the past couple of weeks to help with the medical effort here in Ireland. Almost 60,000 people have travelled back to Ireland from Mm. various countries around the world and a lot of those people are looking for accommodation. Maybe they can't uh, stay with their parents because their parents might be in a vulnerable category. They don't want to spread the coronavirus. So um, we we help uh, in whatever way we can through the people who have signed up and are dotted around the country. Our map on localsupport.ie is like uh, a load of pins. I saw the map. The yeah, it, it was very, very impressive in terms of just ha- how much support. How is the spread um, of the coronavirus um, taking place in Ireland? In terms of um, how things have been going here, obviously, like um, most uh, countries, uh, there's been an increase in, in figures day on day. Um, certainly, um, the, the spread seems to be beginning to slow down um, somewhat here at the moment. The Irish government had been very proactive in taking steps uh, to ensure uh, not too many people had been um, moving about, I suppose, um, in particular, uh, last Thursday, new legislation was brought in to stop people traveling to um, holiday homes. Uh, a lot of Garda checkpoints, mm. Garda being our police force, right. have uh, appeared in the last uh, few weeks and months, not just in urban areas, but indeed in rural areas as well. And Mm. um, it certainly helped uh, uh, stop the curve, I suppose. And, uh, you know, that curve isn't as high as it might have been predicted uh, a couple of weeks ago because of the efforts of people in Ireland as well. Jennifer and and Sean, why don't you share with us um, the history of Dining at a Distance and and why you created it and how is it going? Sean and I actually met over social media. I believe it was March 15th. We had similar ideas and somebody had uh, connected us over social media. So we set up a call for the next morning and and, um, hit the ground running. And it's just been go, go, go ever since. He actually had the website 
already built. I had had a similar idea, but nowhere near as um, elegant as what he had come up with. And we just decided to join forces. And it's just grown like crazy ever since. What is dining at a distance? We recognized when um, Chicago or the state of Illinois um, put, put out the order for restaurants to close and only be available for takeout and delivery services. Um, that it was going to have an impact on the entire hospitality and restaurant industry and all of the workers, um, putting their livelihoods, their careers at risk, and also affecting communities. Uh, the gathering place that we've all come to love, our restaurants, the ones that we like to support in our local neighborhoods and in our cities and in our communities, and we're no longer a place that we could go to be together. So knowing that these two problem areas existed, we wanted to figure out how can we create a resource that helps bring visibility into the restaurants that are remaining open to ensure that you can continue to um, get fed in a safe manner while also keeping your community strong by helping to support these restaurants that needed um, they needed the support to help their workers, to help their businesses, so that we could all work together to get through this. Um, so our platform collects uh, local carryout and delivery options into one easy-to-navigate easy, easy, easy place um, so our communities can stay safely fed um, while also staying strong. And you also have a farms component. As we were evolving, we were thinking about also the farms and all of the those in the supply chain. So think about your farmers, your ranchers, your cheesemongers, people like that who are really doubly impacted because they aren't able to sell to restaurants and then they're not going to farmers markets. CSAs had slowed down. So we wanted to shine some light on those that are staying open and are doing curbside pickup or are doing CSAs. And and can you share with us um, a story about perhaps one of your restaurants or one of your farmers and how they're responding to your rapid um, response to their needs? I actually got a really nice note yesterday from um, a restaurant owner in Chicago who just sent out a quick note saying, like, I just wanted to say a big thank you for putting this list and keeping it updated. It means so much to all of us. Um, like, if you're ever in our area, please come say hello. So I think the outpouring of support we've seen from restaurants who are so appreciative of the, the visibility that we're giving them. I'm at no cost and there's no strings attached. It's very much a community grassroots driven effort. Um, and I think the restaurants appreciate that someone is looking out for them um, and nobody's trying to capitalize on this as an opportunity um, to profit. For us, it's just helped support the restaurants and have helped build, build our communities. We've heard from people just, you know, thanking us for doing this and for um, keeping this resource going that I think it's just grown so quickly and it's been an opportunity for places big and small to make sure that they're listed and have the exposure that they need. Now, what's your URL? Diningatadistance.com. And up top on yep. there, you'll see it'll say restaurant and farms. So you can click on either one. Yeah. If you're on the restaurant site, you'll see all sorts of cities. If your city isn't listed, there's a place where you can submit a request for a city. Um, we've got many, many more in the pipeline that should be coming online soon. And do you have other volunteers that are helping you with um, aggregating all the information? Yeah, we have at this point 145 volunteers, wow. um, including local organizers, <laughs> designers, data managers, copywriters, people who have just volunteered their time to help bring this to life. And how did you pull all that together? It's been interesting. We we spun up an organization, frankly, in 24 hours and utilized, I think, what we're both doing in our professional lives in this side hustle passion project um, to build the to build the momentum and 
recruit our friends, our family, and um, people who just heard about this organically to help out. I think we've seen support come in like Jen was saying from all over the world. Um, since launching, we're now in 81 cities across Australia, Europe, North America, and South America. My favorite anecdote is with South America, we launched in Lima, Peru mm-hmm. on Saturday. And within 48 hours, over 10,000 people from Peru had visited the site because everyone in Lima was relying on WhatsApp um, and these really long threads to get the information. And this platform was the first that had been found in the community to aggregate all the resources together. So people are raising their hands left and right to help bring a resource to their community to keep it strong. It's been a really exciting process for all of us because we're all gathered together through collaboration channels like Zoom and Slack, where we're all sharing our stories and helping um, strengthen each other's cities. So it's been a motivating thing to keep us going over the past three weeks and inspiring. And for each city, we'd look to have a local curator or curators who are familiar with that city. And so um, they would be the ones that manage that site as far as just bringing in the content. So when people submit a restaurant, somebody actually lays eyes on it to just make sure everything looks good. It's not a dupe. It's not spam. And then it will go live. So we hope that the local curators also have a good feel for the city and they are networking within their community. We, of course, will help them any way they need with media outreach and um, outreach through social. So it's definitely been a huge joint effort. What's been your favorite um, either social thread or also have you been involved in traditional media too? So we My actually... favorite social one is the, the one ahead, where Sean and I met. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's great. Uh, All right. Um, <laughs> and our, and our um, traditional media side, been really exciting being mentioned and referenced in various national and local publications. Uh, most recently, we partnered um, with Gas Station TV um, and rolled out a national ad spot at gas pumps across the country to help promote the initiative um, to help drive awareness of that, that this resource exists in communities. And, and this is growing at lightning speed. Do you have any sort of insights to share with any of our listeners who may want to create something to share with their neighbors and support their neighbors during these really difficult times? Yeah, I think just go light and go nimble. When we think about how we like build experiences and build products and resources for our community, often we have these really um, elaborate ideas and plans, but those take weeks, if not months to realize. Um, but I think if people recognize what is the, what is the most immediate and simple like type of value that I can deliver to my community, and then find what are the platforms that will enable me to do this um, in a really quick way. You can drive that value exchange at a much faster pace. So for us, we recognize that there are so many things this platform could do. You could moderate submissions, and you can favorite and like and share, and it become, could become really robust for the most um, immediate uh, user need and uh, that people in our communities and restaurants needed was, tell me where what's open and what's closed. And we took that and we just went to Squarespace um, and we went to Airtable to just off the shelf uh, software as a solution products and spun it up. And it was done within five hours. We had the site launched. I would say just really focusing on like, what is that core value you're trying to drive and not overthinking it because the smallest actions can make a difference. Absolutely. That No, that's very, very inspiring. Um, do you have a favorite restaurant or farm that you are, are utilizing yourselves? Yeah, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to just pick one favorite. We're just trying. I know 
we've talked about this. We're both just trying to patronize and um, use as many of the local restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. Is Chicago have the have the most robust um, in terms of a website? Yes. So Chicago is at about 2,200 mm-hmm. restaurants. Yeah. Um, but we're seeing like cities across the country unexpectedly who are at 700 to 800. So there's a lot of cities and communities mm-hmm. where it's growing really strong. And we're fortunate to have partnered with a company called List who has made a map new available because when you start having hundreds and thousands of restaurants on a Excel on a database, <laughs> yeah, it's, hard, it's hard to navigate it. It's really... um, so, so it's been amazing. This, the outpour of support from the tech community has been mm-hmm. like, we have platforms that help you make it easier to find a restaurant. Um, so we've been excited to partner with them to bring to further enhance the experience. So how does this I mean, it's, it's an important success. Um, it's a service. How does it make both of you feel? I'm just happy to be able to provide a service that is in some small way helping these restaurants out because they're this obviously is just the biggest struggle any of them have ever faced. And so to be able to provide this and hopefully evolve it um, so it keeps benefiting them makes me feel pretty good. Uh, and right now, you know, it's, I work with restaurants, so I'm not doing that right now. So okay. this is great. It's giving me something to focus on. My like core skill set um, in my professional life, I was always having trouble figuring out how to do something in my personal life and have a passion project related to it. So it's been really satisfying for me to be able to utilize my skill set to help make an impact in my community. And for my wife and I, the restaurant community is really important to uh, how we just live our lives. So being able to combine something I'm good at with something I love has been super uh, meaningful and impactful. And if I'm working a 12-hour day and then I'm still working on this at night, it's it's awesome. It's really satisfying to be helping our community um, and also helping the curators help their communities. Uh, and like Jen and I are exchanging emails and texts at midnight, then again at 7 a.m. It's just, it's really satisfying, I think, for both of us to, to keep this going. We're loving the, the outpouring of support we're seeing from local curators and corporations who are all trying to help uh, with this initiative. Oh, that's wonderful. What do you think um, is the future for dining at a distance post? the immediate pandemic? When we had initially launched, it was actually before the shutdown. Um, So when we launched, we were launched as um, places that are, maybe places that hadn't offered carryout delivery in the first, but we're pivoting to add that, as well as places that already were doing it. And within, I think, that night, the next night, um, the shutdown happened. So being able to evolve is a big part of it. Um, Sean and I have been talking about you know, when this started, it started with the idea that it was going to be finite. It was going to be obsolete when things go back to normal. Um, and now just being able to evolve with the demands and with the feedback that we get, you know, adding in the farm site, adding in the map view, the restaurant finder, things like that. It's just being able to evolve. So we're, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out how we can make this perhaps live on and remain beneficial to uh, restaurants and farmers. And and what do you feel about um, the silver lining in COVID and the pandemic and and how people are being more neighborly? That's something that that you think will continue? So I think people are recognizing that we can take ourselves seriously, but a little less seriously. I'm seeing this more in my professional life, um, where it's every meeting and conversation is beginning with a, how are you? What's going on? How are you feeling? We're getting glimpses into each other's personal lives that you didn't have before. Um, it's questioning 
like what we knew about how we had to work and how we had to live. Um, for people who could never go to an office place um, or needed to work from home because something was happening with their family, sometimes you were shamed in doing that. And now it just shows where the, the, the playing field has been leveled. We can really live our lives in different ways than we thought. If we're able to act on the best of that coming out of this, it could really transform the way that we interact with each other and interact with our communities, which could be, could be exciting. You know, we really are thrilled that we got had the opportunity to chat with you. The service you're doing is amazing. And the lightning speed in which you got it up and then the way it's taking hold around the world is just a testament to your passion and your intentionality. Um, so we, we, on behalf of just all of us, we, th- we thank you, um, at, at humanity at its best. Thank you for yeah, thank you know, you bringing so more of a, a spotlight and bringing more attention to this. We really appreciate it. Well, that's, that, that's the smallest thing I can do. Um, thank you so much. And please continue to support your local restaurants. We're all in it to all in this together. There you go. And, and the URL <laughs> is diningatadistance.com. And we just hope exactly. that this becomes such an incredibly positive, living, breathing entity once we all get through um, COVID-19 and we then have a massive reset and this humanity that you have infused into this amazing passion project is extraordinary. So thank you so much, Sean and Jen. This is Kristen Kenny, and today we're thrilled to be talking to Brittany Ferguson, who's a branch manager for U.S. Bank in San Diego. And she's been doing absolutely amazing work uh, for her community um, amid the COVID-19 pandemic. So, Brittany, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing? Uh, Yes, thank you all so much for having me. I really appreciate it, Kristen. Um, But yeah, it's definitely been Um, a time where I feel like service is huge for us. Um, And so we have been able to truly, truly um, help serve our local community here in San Diego in a variety of different ways. Um, You know, financial services, just like healthcare and grocery store providers are really part of an essential critical infrastructure, you know, in our society. And so, you know, I just, I feel so incredibly good about the fact that I work in this industry, you know, and I can continue to serve the banking needs of our customers while supporting public health efforts and really ensuring the safety of our employees. So honestly, um, gosh, it's been an abundance of things. I'd say um, the first thing that we really started to do was to just reach out to our customers, really, you know, and just say, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? Tell us how you're feeling. How can we help? We're here for you. We're still open for business. You know, we're here every day. Um, What can we do? And so um, that was kind of the first thing was just we started our outreach plan to our clients. Um, and we're not looking to do anything other than just let them know that we are here. We are here for them and to see how we could help support them in this time of need. Um, so then outside of that, we did commit $30 million um, for immediate relief and long-term recovery efforts. So within the next two weeks, $4 million of that is going to go to like our local initiative support corporation, the United Way, and also Operation Hope. Um, and that's really to support to support our small business owners, you know, and crisis relief efforts. Um, and then we also created as a bank one million dollars um, in a COVID nineteen local market impact fund, and that was primarily to address like unmet needs in our local community markets across the country. And then additionally, we committed twenty five million dollars to help support local nonprofit organizations, and that's going to be through grants, 
um, just helping individuals and families with financial education, affordable housing, and work assistance. Um, and then we also, from an internal standpoint with our own employees, we are doubling our employee matching gift contribution. And that's really to help support organizations that are working towards long-term um, recovery efforts. So, I mean, that's been awesome from, you know, a monetary standpoint, just, you know, what we can help to do uh, there. Um, and then in addition, the volunteering, which I love. <laughs> like, I'm so big on um, volunteering myself. I think I had like 209 hours um, last year and volunteer hours um, myself. And that's just because I'm so passionate about giving back um, to our community any way that I can. Um, obviously, through the bank, it's, it's a lot of it is through financial literacy. So, you know, just kind of doing seminars and whatnot. And now, of course, we've had to you know readjust the way that that looks. Um, so we are able to now really help engage people from a virtual standpoint. So we do have um, what we call workplace banking events where we can still talk to companies that are in business and talk to their employees. And, you know, we can do a variety of different uh, virtual presentations to them. We have a couple. One is offering credit. Uh, one is protecting against identity theft, which unfortunately, you know, that is now still present um, in in this current environment, we do have people that will take advantage of it. So we want to make sure that we stay one step ahead of them. Um, and then kind of a banking basics um, financial literacy course as well that we're offering from a virtual standpoint. So that has really been exciting. Every Friday in the month of April, U.S. Bank um, is going to be supporting people that are on the front line. So that could be a, front, a first responder. Um, that could include, for example, grocery store workers, you know, um, People, obviously, that are in hospitals, you know, medical facilities that are assisting, you know, patients, things of that nature. And so what we are doing is we are purchasing lunch from some of our own customers that are still in business right now and that are serving the community. And we're going to try to help support their small business efforts and, you know, purchase lunch from them, but purchasing it for, um, you know, those people that are on the front line. So we're personally delivering them to them. So today I delivered it to the um, San Diego Police Department. Uh, here and so they were so excited to get that and I, I can also tell you that our customer was extremely excited that we are supporting their business efforts you know um and and we, we really that's kind of the goal you know in all of this whether it's you know doing our virtual volunteering um and providing financial literacy whether it's donating you know um actual monetary funds um you know whether it's staying in business honestly you know and making sure that we're at the branch each and every day you know helping to support our clients while being safe, you know, and taking care of our employees. But, you know, all of those things are really just to help support overall. Well, all I can say to that is, wow, <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> um, the financial and programmatic support that U.S. Bank is giving communities and employees is, um, is amazing. But the fact that employees like yourself are taking it upon yourself to go a step further and to make that all real um, and bring it to their communities, I think it's just really, really amazing. And it's a testament to the culture at the company. So Brittany, what has, what has life been like for you and your colleagues having to be on the front lines of this in the branch serving customers, um, have, have opportunities to give back like this helped your colleagues kind of get through this time? You know, I think so. One of the things that I talk about with my team every single morning in our morning huddle is just, you know, how, how are you guys feeling? And I, I will tell you that what I hear more often than not is I'm so happy that I can still be here. I mean, these are employees, you know, that are saying like, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to still have a job. I'm happy to still be able to come to work. You know, seriously, like 
in this environment, we are lucky. There are so many people that are at home, you know, they were potentially laid off, um, whether it's temporarily, potentially permanently, you know, sadly. Um, so we still have a job, you know, and so there is a sense of normalcy there that I think that they can appreciate. And then, you know, all of my customers, I mean, all of my employees from my tellers um, to my client consultants, um, to myself, you know, um, we are all constantly just on the phones with our clients. We're reaching out to them. And again, it's nothing more than a care call. You know, our day typically is like, you know, we're making, I don't know, anywhere from maybe 30 to 50 calls a day, just saying, hey, how are you doing? How is it going? How are you feeling? How can we help? Um, we have a variety of different resources that we're able to provide to those clients as well, um, especially our small business clients right now, you know, with the stimulus this package that Congress passed a couple of weeks ago, we've had an influx of, you know, and customers also calling us just to inquire about how, you know, to apply for that. And we, as a bank, are one of the only banks that are helping both customers of ours and non-customers apply for some, you know, um, financial relief there and some economic support. So um, they appreciate that. And I think our employees, going back to them, see what we're doing. You know, they see the impact of our efforts. They hear these client stories. You know, they hear how much they're struggling right now, how scared they are. And I think it just feels really good to be able to give them, you know, um, a little bit of peace of mind, um, you know, to let them know that we're here to support. You know, they're not going to be waiting on hold for, you know, <laughs> an hour or two to get to us. They can literally call us at the branch and we are opening. Um, I mean, we're open rather. And so, yes, they did, you know, decrease some of our hours. But we're still open every day, 9.30 to 4. And so that's still most of the day. And um, our company also looks out for us. So I think my employees appreciate that. You know, my team is like, hey, like, you know, they did reduce our hours, but we do have all of the supplies that we readily need. You know, we're still respecting what the CDC says. And, you know, the messaging is to stay six feet apart at all times. We have gloves. We have masks um, that were supplied to us. We have, you know, sanitizer and disinfectant. So we feel like we're in a very safe environment while we are at work. And while customers aren't coming into the lobby, we're still able to help them do our drives up. Um, so they, I think, again, that they feel really safe. They feel good about the service that we're able to provide. And then also, even from an employee experience standpoint, um, you know, our, our CEO, um, Andy Perry, he said about, uh, I think about a month ago or so, that he was going to provide employees with a 20% um, increase for those of us that are still on the front line um, temporarily and that are helping customers. So that really helped to let us know how appreciated that we really are. Um, you know, they know that it's potentially not easy. They know that we're dealing with a lot right now, even, you know, for some of us in our personal lives. And we still go to work every day. We still know what we're there to do. And we still take a lot of pride in that. And so I feel really good about my team, you know, my teammates. Um, the support that I have from our senior leaders has been amazing. I mean, we have a call every morning where they're just checking in with us, seeing what we need, seeing how we're doing, seeing if we need additional support staff. Um, you know, they, even for people that have to stay home and, 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 you know, stay with their children because their children are out of school right now and maybe they don't have anyone to keep them. You know, even those employees are still able to get paid right now. There's a special COVID-19, um, you know, relief, um, line that they can also pull from. So they're getting paid their normal hours based on that. You know, they're not going to be penalized just because they have to be home caring for their family or if they don't feel good as an example. So, um, you know, we're just also really lucky to be with a bank that supports those initiatives. That's amazing. Um, are you hiring for your team? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I, I am not. But we did. Somebody say that though, Christine, because it's like we just hired some. We hired some new employees in the midst of this. If oh, you wow. it, which is crazy. Am I? You know, we've all been. Well, what we do is I'll just get together and we send them like a ton of emails and like our e cards, just welcoming them to the team. You know, making them feel like, hey, you are part of something. 
bigger than yourselves, you know, and we just want them to feel at home and comfortable right away, you know? And so, yeah, it's, it's amazing to hear that, but we are even still hiring. Not necessarily yeah. for my team, but <laughs> the bank is the whole. So it's awesome. That's amazing. And it must give your employees a renewed sense of purpose to know that they're coming in every day and that they're providing a sense of normalcy to customers who still need to bank amid all this. Oh, 100%. Yeah. What sort of reactions have you gotten from customers? Just anything from them seeing you bring meals to the police department to just still staffing the branch? They have been so appreciative. I mean, I have had customers cry. Um, they are still getting, you know, sometimes surveys based on their visit, you know, to the branch. And they are asked, like, you know, how did you feel that your visit went? What can we do to improve? And I mean, some of the comments that we receive, and I read each and every comment, you know, um, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, I want that feedback. And it's been so awesome to read it because all that I am hearing and all that I'm reading um, is just, we appreciate you guys, you guys still being open. Um, we appreciate being able to contact you. Thank you for providing me with, you know, this financial relief. I I got approved for this loan. I'm so happy. You know, now I have peace of mind for my employees. I can pay them. You know, um, I, you know, I'm happy that you guys are here. I can still drive up to the drive-thru and get everything that I need. So I just, I think in that sense, they are so appreciative. Even, you know, when we talk to them about, you know, um, our digital adoption efforts, you know, and showing people how they can be self-sufficient from home, because if for some reason they're quarantined and they can't get in to the bank, even in a drive-through, you know, we do have different tools and resources that they can readily use, like our online banking or our mobile banking app, you know, and there's so much that they can do. I mean, it's insane. I mean, you can almost do everything now from the comfort of your own home. And right now, this is where people are, you know, they're quarantined, they're at home, we're practicing social distance. And so I've heard people say a lot of the time, you know, hey, I was kind of hesitant before. I was really worried about getting online. You know, I wasn't that comfortable with it. But now that you guys have educated me, I see the value in it because now I can still do what I need to do before from home. So to hear that, right, like all your effort, everything that you're saying, people now are seeing the true value in it and they appreciate it. It just, it makes me feel really, really good. And again, I mean, it makes you feel like I mean, yes, they're calling us essential employees, but it really makes you feel like you are, you know, you're valuable. Are, absolutely. You're in, an, you're in an industry that's making a difference. You're making an impact. And so I think that that speaks volumes. Um, so, yeah, I think we all feel really good about it. And I think our customer confidence are a testament to the effort that we're making. And so I, I'm greatly appreciative of that. Well, kudos to you and your team. I mean, just just being present every day, I think is amazing. And you're going beyond that. Um, So I want to thank you for that. And do you have any bits of wisdom or inspiration you want to share with our listeners before we let you go? (laughs) Uh, You know what? I I would, honestly, I'll tell you all. um, For me, one of the things that I've always lived by is if we're not here to serve others, then what on earth are we here for? I think that we all have a responsibility um, to help the people beside us. Um, you know, no one's above us, no one's beneath us. Like, you know, we're all walking side by side. Um, and if this isn't, in, you know, a realization of that, an indication of, you know, just how equal we all are, I don't know what is. Um, you know, everyone is impacted by this. You know, everyone can be affected equally. And, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, in that sense, you know, it just speaks to what we can do for for the next person. So I think just being aware of, you know, what's out there, how you can help. Um, and there's a variety of different things that you can do right from the comfort of your own home. You know, um, I personally, I just went recently to volunteer in my church and we were making masks, but it was a very safe environment where they checked us well before we went in there and had us six feet apart and we all had on gloves and, you know, mask ourselves. And so I was able to, you know, to help create masks for some of our medical personnel, but just 
that's just an example of something, but look for opportunities is what I would, you know, challenge people to do right now. There's so much that needs to be done. There's so much that we can do in so many different ways that you can make an impact. You know, at U.S. Bank, luckily, we are provided with 16 hours of paid time off to volunteer each year. I mean, that showcases, you know, how much our company supports volunteering. And I know that U.S. Bank is not the only company that does, you know, things like that, you know. So, I mean, I would say I would challenge people again, go to their companies, even if they're working from home and say, hey, what can I do? Are there any virtual uh, volunteer opportunities that I can be involved in? You know, are there people that I can reach out to? Or are there some in-person events that I can attend that are safe where we're still abiding by the CDC recommendations? You know, but again, you know, going back to my initial point, you know, we I just feel like we all are here to serve in some capacity. And so I think right now would be an ideal time for each and every one of us to take advantage of the opportunities that are out there. Well said. And thank you so much, Brittany, for your time, for everything you're doing. Um, and, you know, keep on fighting the good fight. So thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you all, too, um, just for, you know, um, helping people to hear about these types of things, you know, and, and putting it out there. We really appreciate you all.